Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Live from New York, it's, it's Footy, Footy Prime. Prime! It's Footy Prime, the podcast! Starring Craig Forrest, Chris Rock, Kate McKinnon, Brendan Dunlop, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, musical guest, Little Wong, and your host, James Sharman. Ladies and gentlemen, James Sharman. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. It's a lovely, warm welcome on this wonderful winter's eve in New York City. Yes, JC, that might be my favorite one so far. That was superb. Now, if Chris Farley shows up, I'll be really impressed. More so than Adam Sandler, more so than Chris Rock. If Chris Farley shows up, something's going on. He'd be the best one. I think so. To show up on this show, I think he would gel with us the most of all of those ex-cast members. Because <laughs> he's a gen- like degenerate, hard-drinking, drug-taking. He just degenerate. seems like a guy that would. He just seems like a guy that would really be down with you know betting on the FA Cup uh, mid-match and betting on corners and drinking and eating and chugging beer at halftime because you can't bring it da- into the stands with you that you have to drink it in the corridor. And he had low standards for friends. That was the lead, basically. Remember yeah, you guys that, buried the headline that he would accept us doofuses. Remember that time <laughs> that he bought the Argos with Bruce McNall and Gwen Gretzky? I forgot he was involved in that. <laughs> he, yeah. wasn't. he wasn't. He wasn't John involved Candy. in that. Oh, John Candy. <laughs> I, I thought, well, because of Cam- I thought that blonde guy. Because of John Candy. <laughs> they are similar, terms. right? Comic geniuses, both of them. Big, big fellas. Uh, how we missed them all. How we missed wow. them all. Welcome to Footy Prime, the podcast. Uh, not here, despite the, uh, the wonderful introduction, is Craig Forrest. Craig will be back, of course, probably, I don't know, Friday, Sunday, some point. He'll be back with us. Um, he's very nervous, you see, about what's happening this week in the uh, World Cup qualifiers. Three more huge games for Canada. And we'll get to a bunch of stuff today, fellas, but uh, we'll obviously focus, I think, on this storyline right now. Um, it's kind of weird though, isn't it right now? This, this winter break domestically, it kind of caught up on me very quickly in that I, I thought it was an Epic Cup weekend coming up. And then I realized, wait a minute, I'm a week out here. There's all these internationals, international break, but a lot of teams aren't playing in this break. The Epic Cup's next week, so the Premier League's got another week off in this winter break, as they call it. It's very confusing to me. Premier League and, and winter breaks. They, they tried it last, not last year because it's condensed, right? They tried it the year before. I think it's a great idea, but it's just 
everything feels odd at the moment. So this is, sorry, Charms, this is the second year for this? Because I was confused. I went yeah. online, looked at, looked at the fixtures and went, oh, they're not well, playing. What's, I was all well, what they did, what they did two years ago was they, they split the, t- the league in half and half the teams had a week off while the other half played. Mm. And then the following week, they had the week off. So there, there was always football. It wasn't a week per se like in Germany or all the other civilized leagues where there's not as much football. Um, but it, yeah, it, it feels odd to me. B? It's to allow them a, a bye week, Wonger, essentially, because, you know, especially the better teams can play upwards of 60 matches in a season. Right. So it's to allow them a bye week, to give them a, a break, because even when the in the off season, and this is the envy that I think a lot of Europeans have of some MLS players, is that they only get two weeks holiday, three weeks, and then they're straight back into it. Preseason starts, you know, three weeks after they have a break. And if they have a, a tournament, if it's in one of those tournament summers where they go off to the World Cup or the Euros, then it's two weeks after the Euros, after another you know intense month of actual play. So they just don't get the breaks during the season that other athletes get in other sports. Well, Paul Stolteri, by the way, great interview um, earlier this week, fellas, um, put it really well when he moved to England from Germany and how you know the four extra games is a significant number of games at that point in the season, plus an extra cup competition. And, and it's the wear and tear and the grind of the Premier League compared to the Bundesliga he was comparing it to, but, but every, every other league, um, it's, it's definitely an issue. And you need these winter breaks. Every year it comes up, and I'm glad they've kind of woken up to it because guys are breaking down left, right, and center. I, I wonder if Eddie Howe is, was excited that this has fallen his first time at Newcastle. And, of course, the connection they have is, you know, this winter break comes and Newcastle will go off to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And it uh, didn't, didn't go down too well with... A lot of people. He's in a tough spot, isn't he, Eddie Howe? And, and he's a smart guy, but he's got to defend his his club and his, his ownership structure, right? But he knew what he was walking into. It doesn't look good, even though you understand why, of course, they go to Saudi Arabia. Of course they are, you know? But, well, uh, most of the teams are in nearby places anyway. Uh, Manchester United's in Dubai. Yeah. 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 Is he nervous for the bone saw a little bit too? Like, when do you... When do you sit there and go, oh, I've under, I've underperformed, and when they say you're fired, it's a whole different kind of Khashoggi firing. Have we heard from Steve Bruce since he got fired? <laughs> well, that's a good point. Please, if you're out there, Steve, just just you know, wave on social media, say hi, I'm here. Hashtag on- safe in England somewhere. On Twitter, please, because uh, our Instagram has been locked. Uh, yeah, what's that about, by the way? Why is that? Those of you. Um, I, I don't know. Our content's too fire, clearly. That's what it is. It's just <laughs> our videos are too hot that Instagram said, we're shutting you down for a minute. Well, and, and we had the Twitter issue the week before because I didn't realize when I put two naked guys and a guy showing his belly in video on the sidelines from DAZN that it was going to be flagged. <laughs> and it was flagged after about, there had already been 10 likes and 10 retweets because that was the one where I said Charms, Craig, and Danny at the game, and, and then B with gray hair, and you said I got kicked out for urinating on the street. Mm-hmm. And Twitter kicked us off. Or How does it work, B, just on a pure <coughs> social media level? No, the, the owner of the video, which is not DAZN but the Premier League, complained, and, uh, and they shut down the account. They First they removed the video and, and freeze the account that's done it. Um, but you're on the EPL's radar. That's all I can say, fellas. We're making strides. It's pretty so you, you, you filmed from your couch the TV, right? And put it up, yes. didn't you? Yes. Right. It wasn't like you embedded it from a zone, for no. example. With no. The, no, and that's, that's why fucking algorithms and shit. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, if anyone's made it through the seven minutes of this show after the copyright infringement of our opening song, that's a success. So <laughs> hopefully we're not running into that. Oh, issue. Hold on. Well, actually, I, audio. I, I played that. that. That was me on, I had my saxophone and my drums and uh, my yeah. trumpets that was all me, and that was just a slight, it was slightly off from the actual one. So we're okay. The original score, yeah. Jeff. The original Cole. score, but JC's well known for blowing more than one horn at once. Well, I mean, yeah, a man's got to make a living. <laughs> Welcome to Wednesday. <laughs> Straight away, uh, it's Wednesday. Straight away. Um, okay, to the football in question. The World Cup qualifiers, Honduras, Thursday night. It's not 10 years quite from, from uh, the, the nightmare, the massacre in San Pedro Sula. It was October 2012. Um, but here we are now, almost a decade later. Things are much better, of course. And I, I was on the call today with John Herbman, and he's he does what he should do, and that's kind of build up Honduras, saying that, yeah, yeah, they're, they're dead last. They've got two points. They've given up 15 goals. They've, they've scored only five. But they're really good. They're really good. They'll be a challenge, you know, and they will be a challenge in Honduras. The, the Honduras media is, is saying this is essentially a must win if they have any hope of, of advancing. Sorry, Honduras media. You're not going to advance. You're that far behind everyone. It's not going to happen. But still, it won't be an easy game. And if you can get through the first 20 minutes, as, as John Herbin said, you know, and keep the crowd out of it, that's really important. Um, what do you make of the, uh, the Stefan Estacchio situation? So the reports are from from Portugal that he has tested positive for COVID. According to the CSA and Herbman today, it's day-to-day. Um, he didn't divulge much more than that. Um, he's not with them right now, but he can show up at any time in this window. Could that be in time for tomorrow night's game? He didn't say it wouldn't be. Uh, but you've got your ear close to the Portuguese media ground. What, what's going on? Yeah, well, there was a bit of a furor on social media after he was unveiled his uh, transfer to Porto was complete, uh, much anticipated. And I'm very excited to see how he performs there, despite my very biased allegiances towards Benfica. Um, but I think that there's a lot of confusion between what is the quarantine restriction in general and where does it apply? We're in international waters, literally now, right? So I think that that's it. Based on the Canadian standards of five days, yeah, he can he can join up with the team in Honduras, which is why they haven't totally ruled it out. But who knows? I mean, they've all kind of kept things close to the vest, both on the national side and on the player side, um, I think completing his his transfer was an important essential before this window ended, this transfer window and this international window. And we know how much he wants to play for the team. So I, I can understand if, if Porto uh, like to look at the at the ruling that would allow them to keep him from joining up with his international team. But of course, Canadians would love to see him. And not having him, they're a very different team, right? I mean, the, the last thing you want if you're Porto or if you're Estacchio, when you first join a club is have any kind of disagreement regarding your international um, call-up. Because, I mean, listen, like you kind of alluded to that, this guy is, he's irreplaceable in that team on Canada. I mean, especially obviously Fonzie's the best player, we know that, and he's going to be missed enormously. But Stefan Estacchio has been arguably the best player for Canada in this qualifying campaign. And I don't know who steps in for him. Is it an Ozo? Is it a K? So I mentioned a Payet. I can't see Payet putting 90 minutes in Honduras. I like Payet a lot, actually. But, you know, I don't know who fits in the Fraser, maybe. But you can't replace him because he's that mm-hmm. good. What does uh, that, that Porto loan move be? I mean, that's enormous. We, we, uh, that's not getting much press beyond, you know, the soccer nerds that we are and various podcasts. Beyond and- the sign that went over uh, Brendan's bed. 
about <laughs> beyond beyond that. Yeah, beyond uh, that. Honestly, it, it's it's an enormous move for him, and can't think of many better clubs for a guy to go to. You know, with aspirations of even bigger things, because Porto is one of the top clubs in European football. Sorry, yeah. me pains you, but it's true. And we see what happens when they have star players and where those players go. What a great move for him, a great move for Canadian football. Yeah, they're perennial Champions League group stage teams, right? Um, Porto, and uh, maybe even more so than Benfica, if you want to look at it that way. So it's great for him. He's going to get so much more attention internationally. He's still relatively unknown because he plays for Canada and he plays for Passos de Ferreira that are not getting European nights, that are not getting attention. And now everyone's going to see him. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if we're talking about... I didn't re- actually realize that the term, was it just alone for the end of the season or was it 18 months? I believe months? so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's... I could be wrong. I wonder I if it's it was... just a holdover because they were looking to spend 10 or 15 million euros on him in the summer. So I wonder if this is just a... Yeah, to hold it over while they get the money in order, perhaps. We know yeah. everyone's a little bit tight. They They're, certainly have the money to lock up players like that, but... There must be an option, I would think, to... I mean, it's, it's not like he's disappeared in Portugal. He's been doing a very good job at Pacosh for, for a while now, right? Pacosh, you know, the, the little five on sorry. the ass. Pacosh. 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 Yeah, the C with the little Pasosh. accent on the bottom. Really? Yeah. Pacosh Ferreira. Pacosh Ferreira, yeah. I say Pacos. It's just easier. Let's be okay. honest. But he, he but you hey, packed he, it in on the pronunciations a long time ago. Yeah, exactly, right? Hey, brain my accent. Blame the accent. But uh, no, I mean, he's, he's done a good job there for a while. And I'm assuming there's an option there because this guy can be a star, I think. And I mean, who's who's been your player of the, the window so far in, in this Canada qualifying campaign? You got a Tiba, sorry, Tiba. You got Afonso obviously up there. You're going to have a Tejon who's been maybe the breakthrough player in, in some regards. Yeah. Estacchio. Um, I thought Vittoria's been really good as well. He's been good. Um, who would be your standout, your personal standout? I think going down the list here to name. You know, a dark horse in the standout podium category. I think Sam Adekubi is really impressed. I think yeah. about where he played for Canada and, and kind of where he was as a player a couple of years ago before the pandemic when they played the United States in the Nations League. And it seemed as though he didn't seem ready to be on the pitch with a lot of those players. Do you know what I mean? And no mm-hmm. disrespect, he was a young guy, but seemed just a bit out of his depth. And um, for as much as we've praised Canada's depth now, at that time, it seemed like, oh, well, we've got to give Atacubi a longer run than expected. I forget what game it was, but it was that game in Orlando. So Sam Atacubi's really impressed me. He's very much, you know, a, a regular and a stand, become a standout player in, in some of those games. Well, Herbman said today, um, you know, in the absence of Alfonso, what it allows him to do is try some some things that he hasn't had a chance to try yet. And one of which was getting Sam Atacubi and Richie Larea on the field at the same time for an extended run. You know, just trying different things because perhaps Tejon can play up front now as opposed to as a wingback, which has been, you know, played at a fair amount. Right. So it, it allows some things. So it's funny, he said as much as on one hand, obviously it's, it's, it's a devastating loss. On the other hand, there is a silver lining to this. You can try some things out and he's got the depth of player talent that you're, you're going to miss out something, but maybe you'll, you'll improve another area which I think is uh, incredibly promising. <laughs> yeah, it is. Also that they get to look at this trip to Honduras and really the goal here is to is to not get injured. It's to, it's to come away from this. They don't need the three points. Are they going to play for a win? Of course they are. But they don't need the three points. That They can be in a very different position. Just to use the word experiment is not a situation we thought they'd be in at, at this point in the window. 
which also too, going back to your point about January, this January break, it's very weird for international players as well, right? Mm-hmm. Especially with oh, the mix, yeah. rare. you know, Canada has not as many MLS players as, do you see Greg Berhalter's team? Uh, we'll have Grant Wall on Friday and this will be one of my first questions for him. There's 13 MLS players in that team. They've had a long break. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the MLS Cup final was the very beginning of December and for those players that weren't involved in that, uh, including their their two center back pairings, like it's it's a long off time uh, for for those MLS players. Canada has, I think, eleven different nations or leagues represented. Amazing uh, in their squad, eleven. That's that's amazing, isn't it? <clears throat> but yeah, um, we'll see. I mean, you, you say it's not a must win, of course it's not a must win. But I mean, what do you hope? What what's the minimum number of points for this window? You got the states coming up on Sunday, and that's followed by El Salvador in El Salvador. The minimum is four. I think the minimum expectation is they got to take four points from this window. Um, whether that involves uh, a win over the States and a draw down South, I'm not sure. I do wonder the weather against Hamilton, how much that's going to affect the match um, because the States are uh, have a completely winter window here, right? They're playing against in Columbus in their first tilt, and then they go to Minnesota uh, having sandwiched Hamilton. And so what a frozen, weird period that's going to be for them. And I just wonder what quality match we're going to get in Hamilton could be pretty um, bad couldn't it and that, and that wouldn't be a bad thing necessarily but this is this is a team where that you want to see play at their level I know and, and, but, it's just, know. but it's just not going to happen in, in, in North America this time of year right unless you want to go and play it in, in Vancouver or somewhere or under a, a lid some, you know. and even then you don't have the right pitch it's right. a shame it's just the reality it's a real shame because I agree with you you know, we've been saying this for a while. We're at a point now with this team where they can play most teams head to head on a good field in a good environment, and that's where they should want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality of the situation is, it gets cold in Canada in the winter, and have January games. <laughs> what do you expect is going to happen? You know, I, I agree with you. I think four points is a bare minimum, but I, I think five is something they, they need to get really? to make me feel a lot more relaxed. Put it that way. Really, eh? But I mean, f- five. So, so where's the win coming against? Is it in El Salvador or against the states? Um, I, I'm thinking they're going to. Oh, no, they'll, they'll beat El Salvador. I'm, I'm very. That's why I'm, I'm confident. I'm hopeful of five points. They'll, they'll they'll take care of El Salvador. They're they're awful. All right. The states, obviously, that's a you know conscientious. I, I I think they can. Jesus, now I think about it even more. It's tough because because of the conditions, the weather. Who the hell knows, right? But so they can get a, a point there, and then Honduras. I can see they should get a win at Honduras, quite frankly, but. uh I can see a point there as well. I so. remember that Thanksgiving window. I can't remember if it was leading up to Jamaica, but you had asked Craig, what was the must win? Where where would you rest players to protect players? And if I'm John Herdman in this coaching staff, I got to be pretty nervous, I think, looking at the situation that Honduras is in. As you say, sorry, Honduran media, you're not going to qualify. Um, but they're they're going to, they need to go and put a fight up on the, that field. And I don't think that Honduran team is a, is a side that can contend with Canada right now. So for all the physicality that we hate and all the conca-cafe things we hate to see, I think you're going to see a lot of it. And for a lot of these players and a lot of these clubs, they're going to be afraid of injuries. Yeah, you could be right there. Absolutely. Now there's VAR, don't forget as well. So that might play into Canada's hands. If, oh, that, that's, if, 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 yeah, I know. That's going to be awesome. If, if Honduras goes guys in slow arts. motion on VAR falling down <laughs> because... Someone ran past them. That's going to be amazing. If you look, though, I mean, I'm looking at this whole schedule now and, and you know, what's left for whom, right? And for Canada's next window, it's at Costa Rica, home to Jamaica, 
than at Panama, right? So two massive road games there. So Panama and Costa Rica are right now fourth and fifth in the table. Mm. Panama still had to play at Mexico and at the States, right? As well as Costa Rica, Jamaica, and Honduras, right? Costa Rica still at Mexico and the States as well, right? So, yeah, it could be said that Canada's got a better schedule than both those teams, even though they've got four on the road and two at home. Um, you know what? A, a win tomorrow would take a lot of pressure off this team, right? Mm-hmm. I think that can be agreed upon. And if you're right? listening to this on Thursday, a win tonight. That's right. Yes, which he likely will be. A win tonight. Because right now, where are we here? Canada is on uh, yeah, 16 points. That'd be 19 points. Panama is playing the States, are they not, tomorrow? USA is playing. Nope, that's El Salvador's playing USA. Panama's at Costa Rica. Hmm, interesting. Get a draw there. That'd be nice. Distance well, ourselves. The other thing is, you know, the minus six, minus 15, it'll be like Edmonton. The States, not saying they, they're not used to this, but um, they haven't played in it like the Canadians have on oh, turf. Oh, they have. I think they have. No, Not in, in, in this ca- campaign. This, this qualifying, okay. period. Period. qualifying sure. cycle. And, yeah. you know, it's new to them. And I'm not saying, oh, well, we're so far north of the border and all that kind of stuff. But And it is the same for each team. But if you're used to it, the tractions, I mean, our team really, except that last 10 minutes with Mexico where it got a little dicey, mm-hmm. we really won in Edmonton, both games. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what it's like down in the hammer, freezing cold again, uh, crap loads of snow all over the place. Did you say minus six was the forecast right now, a few days out? Is that what you said? That's what I looked at. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's a balmy Josh minus. Cloak or one of the guys. That's a balmy minus six. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, been cold, it's been colder now, than that. It's been colder than that Toronto now. Right? Yeah. Well, it will be. Just, just the way the, the stadium is designed. And, stadium uh, set Josh up. Cloak yeah, yeah, as well. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll be. Uh, it's going to be interesting. And uh, like I said, three points tonight would take a lot of pressure off that team. But I don't think they're feeling the pressure. They seem like a really relaxed bunch right now, and that's part of the the method of John Herbman. He knows what needs to be done. You know, Hoylet was talking a couple of days ago, and he must have used the term brotherhood culture about eleven times in his answers. It's obviously a big thing they're pushing upon this squad brotherhood culture that they are, no matter what they face, what adversity they face, they come together. But this is it's the first time this team has, has played in this environment before, you know, we have a real brotherhood culture. And I mean, we're just making fun of each other all the time and driving each other nuts. So yeah. Hopefully there's a threshold that's lowered. Do you think they've got a hierarchy of like banterisks, you know, in oh, that room? Everyone Definitely. does. Like who's being hammered? Who's the guy that's always being hammered and like beaten down? It's got to be. Guy, wanna, it's got to be uh, the the goalie, Milan. Milan, no, with those no chance. He's he's at the top of the table. No, but they, you can throw stuff at him, and he doesn't really know what they're saying. And he's got wearing those track pants all the time. I think it's Milan. <laughs> it's just in the cold. No, I don't. I don't think it's Milan. He. I agree with Charmin. He's at the. He's at the top of the hierarchy for sure. Vittoria is at the top. Fonzie's at the top, probably the youngest guy at the top. Fonzie, yeah, I, would say. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And then you got the quieter guys. I think like an Ozo's probably a little bit quiet in the middle. He can can hold his own in the mm. banter wars, but doesn't choose to ignite something in the room. Atiba um, strikes I, me as the type of guy that the younger guys are like, "Yo, Atiba doesn't even have a phone," and they just make fun <laughs> of him for being yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I can see Atiba saying consistently, 
Fucking kids. Fucking kids. Well, it's true. He's like 20 years older than everybody. <laughs> yeah. Fonzie could be his kid. Yeah. I think Schaffelberg gets uh, gets picked on. Maybe, yeah. One of the new boys, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Very green. Yeah. Great hair. Great Guys hair. with gray hair always get made fun of. I can see that. Yeah, well, you know that. Yeah. Yeah. Would he be a target? Do you think is the hair the target? When when Borgen's like just going around the room hammering guys, is is it is it Schaffelberg's hair that's being uh, brought <laughs> to the forefront? Well, for as much as my hair is my trademark, I think you know in this period of uh, seeking employment, it's really set me back as I have these virtual meetings with all these bosses who are almost predominantly bald older men. It's yeah. uh, I, I start you know from a losing position. Mm. Well, you should have been should have learned from from doing this show with Dickio for so long, and and the esteem that he brings to this show when he shows up with his bald head, talking to us, the the respect he draws from us. I By just the way, they they, they announced it on Twitter, eh? Sacramento, that he's a a boy cooler, forwarded to us uh, just before the show this evening, and there's a nice little press release and a nice picture of Deech and and the new goalkeeping coach. How long Welcome before they Sacramento. get on morning radio? How long before they get Deech on Sacramento morning radio? Ooh, that would be fun to try to understand. Americans right? trying to understand Deech. So the USL season's coming back soon. Sacramento Republic looking for big things. They got a, a new guy from Canada, but he, you sound like a different Canadian. Danny, what's, what's that accent? You bloody twats. I'm English. You fucking <laughs> you numpty. <laughs> I hate I'm, Canada. I miss Deech. I think we'll miss him. We'll get him back on here very, very soon. Did you see that that article on Bloomberg this week about um, the cost and just the, the shortage of Canada gear? It's crazy. They signed a big deal with Fanatics, and, and it's very hard to get anything on there. And what you can get is astronomically priced. Two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Are we? For are you kidding me? For an authentic, authentic shirt. numbered shirt. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's, it's disgusting. For a I, soccer like, shirt? I, I, I don't know who's supposed to be handling merch, Canadian Soccer Association. Is it you guys? But if it is, uh, merch is part of marketing. Uh, it's part of a great revenue stream when you have stars. Uh, get on that. And if you need some help, I'm sure I'm sure we can help out. We've got someone who sells pies for a living on this show. Very similar business models there. Um, <laughs> Can, can we piggyback on some Footy Prime merch if, if we get, you know, partner up with the CSA? Yeah, I've actually been looking into it. Have you? Yeah, Footy Prime merch. Be amazing. Sure. At least Let us know shirts. if you buy a Footy Prime. And what do you, because I mean, I, I'm thinking a good price for a nice authentic shirt would be about $250. Yeah, yeah I was thinking so too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are our faces on the front or the back of it? I think they're on the back, like a Mexican restaurant in the states. Yeah, perfect. Would they be animated, like cartoon faces? Yeah, we should yeah. do. We should do that. We should, we should, we should animate our face. Yeah, we should. How you do that? Right. All these podcasts have these animated uh, cartoon faces, and we haven't got budgets, that. charms. That's oh, budgets that and what teams. That's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's you, what it but, is. Uh, we've been. We've been. Uh, someone reached out to us about uh, two products to push. So in the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking about perhaps a sponsorship and a. Um, talent-led read and uh, that you'll be hearing. And one is for uh, erectile dysfunction. Is it? Oh, of course said, it is. Yeah, and can I we said, get samples? Just we're the right awesome. age. I said the same thing. I go, can we all go in and get our units checked? 
This is important. It's a health <laughs> risk. It's a health risk for me to be using those products, guys. I read the labels. Yikes! What are you is talking it, yeah, what, about? What's the, oh, heart, heart issues? Is that the biggest issue? Myocarditis. Carditis? No, but because I have so much life and my you know circulation is at a oh, normal oh, level, yeah, that as, I could I could sustain a erection for a dangerous amount of time. The NRB is consistently throughout the day. Well, be, or one, one big be, NRB that never goes away. They'd just be RBs. <laughs> Reasoned boners. Yeah. Because you took something. Is so it really, yeah. is, is it really a, a, an ED uh, company looking yeah. to spot? Is yeah. it really? We're, we're chatting and again. Are you sure that this is real and it's not just one of those? And Twitter a gambling one? company. So we'll be talking to them very soon. And Water, are you sure this is real and it's it, not just one of those? Real. Like, I've been talking to One of those scammer it. ads that slide in the DMs like, yo, <laughs> you want to advertise product? We were looking at your Facebook page and we know you're verified. We were wondering if you'd take this ad. And you're like, it's what? It's true. Yeah, I'm not verified. I'll take this shit for sure. Some kind of um, you know, immersive media will have a challenge. You know, like for example, say um say some some weights, weightlifting company sponsored us, right? And then That'd we all got good. sent weights and we worked out and we had a little little challenge between us all. We do something similar with, with Cialis or Viagra or whoever the hell it is. <laughs> you think <laughs> I don't know how it's gonna work, but Yikes. You think that's the tier that Wonger's dealing with? I'm worried it's one of those ones at the gas station that like all those horror stories in like Texas. This 18-year-old child suffered a four-week boner because of these pills that he found <laughs> at the gas station. Wait a second. I know those pills. I heard them talk about it on 40 Prime. Yeah. So can Casey I ask, wants to can say I ask a question? So here's a question for you. So imagine like Cialis or Viagra went to, wanted to sponsor an EPL team or a professional, you know, football team. And they were going to put up like $500 million. Could they do that? Like, could you see that happening? Or could it be like, what if Pornhub or one of those like huge, you know, adult companies, like at what point do you draw the line on, well, this is not a family friendly thing, or is that even a thing? Is it just like, how, how, would, could that be it's, a thing? It's been done. I've seen Pornhub on, on the shirt of some team somewhere, I think in the lower divisions. That's amazing. I think that's in the Czech nice. Republic. You know what? Uh, I'll look it up. They, they definitely sponsored someone. Is there someone. a line? Is there a line with uh, with the Saudi family buying into this company that now owns Newcastle? Is there a yeah, line? The line's being pushed back a fair bit. <laughs> yeah, well, but, you're not getting. I don't think you're going to get Pornhub on the front of Newcastle shirts. That's for sure. We've got Qatar bringing in thousands of uh, Bengalis and Sri Lankans who are dying building stadiums, and we're talking about. Pornhub sponsoring, I, I I just find that would be a ridiculous argument to say no to it. That's so all. Viagra and Cialis have not dabbled as much in the sports marketing as I think we may have expected them to because you think that there would be a huge watching audience there. But NASCAR is the only place I can picture it. Mark I mean, Martin's car, and he was like the only 50-year-old driver of the circuit. He was the Viagra man. For oh, like he was, eh? Five years. And so, did they stop uh, sponsoring him for a reason? I don't believe it was for a reason. I think at, uh, it was a long time. I think it, just maybe at, at one point they felt they, you know, they got their ad uh, revenue or they, they got their ad quota, whatever, for, for being involved in NASCAR. It's All quite, right, so uh, so, so it's quite an odd has, thing, the old Viagra. Pornhub has sponsored sports teams before. Nothing major, but uh, several teams professional teams but i'm just i just google Pornhub and sponsorship and they actually have uh they're going to sponsor an extreme sports team 
Um, they've got a page here dedicated, extreme sports sponsorship. Are you an amazing athlete that just needs the extra push to break it big? Are you part of a killer team that would be proud to sport the Pornhub colors? Then we want to hear from you because Pornhub is on the search to sponsor the most extreme athletes under the sun. Yeah, See, or X, extreme X, X, podcasts. Yeah, what about extreme podcasts? podcasts? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, give them a call, Wonger. All right. They've got a whole yeah. page dedicated to sponsorships here, so why not? Yeah, aren't they, uh, aren't they from Canada? I think they're from Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. Are they? Are they really? Yeah. Maybe part of the deal could be they could repay all the subscription that, that, that Craig's paid over the years. Yeah. When it's free, Craig was still paying his subscription. Isn't that how you guys met in the in the Brazzers chat? Oh, Brazzers yeah. Bro? Our pictures were up. <laughs> hey Wonger. Hey Craiger. How's it going? Well, this is all oh, good. we're not on restream. We're not on the on the on the video chat. We're on the anyways. But anyways, uh, so from, from Canada Soccer selling more shirts to Cialis, Viagra, and Pornhub. We cover it all here on Footy Prime. This show, guys, we are well, it's actually, amazing that we're not sponsored. Um, it's a great segue, actually. Sorry, go well, ahead. before we did that, because we were talking about Ken Ben's team, I want to hear about Sharms, who to look for, because you've been you're you're covering it with Sportsnet, correct? Yep. Yep. So you'll again, be at the game. You're are you driving down the morning of? Uh yeah, I guess I'm doing something on Saturday as well, I think. But uh yeah, I'll be heading down at some point on 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 Sunday. I guess and I'm doing some pre-game, some post-game. I'm not entirely sure. You were on with Herdman today. Um, any insights from that level, from press? Did anyone ask any great questions? No, you know, not qu- too much. Just the usual, you know, you don't get, they, they don't give too much away, you know, match day minus one. Um, you know, the, I thought we would have got a little bit more regarding Estakio, but obviously they're keeping their, their cars tight to their chests. Who knows the deal there? Um, we know Fonzie's out. He, he gave a great little tactical breakdown as far as what to expect from Honduras, you know, and how they, he dug into his bag of tricks, his, uh, his um, analytics bag of tricks and spoke about XGs and transitions and all this kind of stuff. And uh, it's actually a really good answer. I think Jamo asked a question uh, and that's when he kind of really pumped up Honduras, which he's supposed to do, but we'll see when Canada wins 4-0 tomorrow. Do you think that uh, did did Herdman do that to troll JMO? <laughs> JMO doesn't strike me as an XG type of guy. Like if Cloak asked the question, and then <laughs> he got true. the answer. That makes sense. But I I don't feel like analytics and JMO are 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 things. I, I feel like XG now is like the 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 analytics stat that people like myself who don't really care about analytics that's the one they use. And now it's such a, you know obvious. It's one like goals and assists. XG is no different to that now. You know, right. it's so basic. So right. what is so it? Much more depth. This is you're teaching me right now. You know XG expected yeah. goals. Expected goals. So, so say someone shoots from the top of the box in this position, right? And and uh, you know they've got a thousand um, con- comparable goals from that or shots from that area. How many go in? Should it have gone in? They have an XG stat now. Basically, it's been around for a long time. The, the, the top clubs, the top systems. I'm sure Saw so Herbin uses them. Go so much deeper than XG now. Um, I'm, I'm just figuring out HG for Christ's sake. So I've got no interest in learning any more about that. No. That, that's, that's where it ends. But I, that's a perfect example that you give. It's like, oh, yeah, I understand crypto. Yeah, Bitcoin. Totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> NFTs. Yeah, NFTs. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? Are lost, by the way. Have you seen that the, the, the Premier League is um, taking John Terry to court over his NFT? NFT no, are these um, like monkey caricatures. You can buy which essential currency. Yeah, yep. exactly. Non-fundable tokens. Fundable. And, <laughs> non-what? 
Fungible. Fungible. F-U-N-G-I-B-L-E. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know much about them other than they're basically their currency for rich people. And uh, in some of John Terry's, he's been using them a lot recently and, and all over his social feeds, he's got some um, Premier League trophy shots, which apparently is what I'm seeing as copyrighted or something and he can't use. Mm. I don't know. It's beyond me. Doge coming coin, after the funny money. Doge or Dogecoin and NFTs. No idea. No idea. Um, the segue I was talking about, going from Cialis to Roy Hodgson. Oh. <laughs> Roy Hodgson has joined Watford. Can you believe Roy Hodgson has joined Watford, replacing Claudio Ranieri? I think Roy's older than Claudio, right? Just about. That's got to be one of your best ones, honestly. <laughs> like you caught me by total surprise. That came out of nowhere for me. Well, I mean, he's got to be. Have no idea whether Roy needs to use Cialis or Viagra, <laughs> whether he does use it. Um, it just seems like that marketing clientele. That's, yeah. that's who they would be advertising to. Yeah. So, yeah. so look for look for an erectile dysfunction company to sponsor Watford <laughs> the next before the end of the season. Well, they've been impotent all year, haven't they? Let's be honest. Oh my they've god, they've been just on fire tonight. Jesus. But hey, they gave him a long term contract. They got him to the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Exactly. It's interesting, isn't it? Um, you know. I've heard a couple of interviews from ex-players who rave about Roy Hodgson, but they also say it does take a long time for him to get his message across. It's all about mm-hmm. repetition. That's mm-hmm. his style. And they only have, what, how many games left? 16 games left or whatever it is to, to turn this thing around? It's not many. Better. Well, he only needs one win because Norwich had that game on last week with the great goals, right? And uh, they moved from they, – they, they're now 17th. And Watford is 19th, Newcastle 18th, Burnley at the bottom. But they're all four points apart from each other. 12, mm-hmm. 14, 15, 16. So one win changes everything. The thing with Roy, though, is that he does really well with teams that are looking to stay up and whose goals are low, right? When he's had the chances with big sides who have loftier expectations, he's really struggled. So I think he can come in and do a better job with Watford than maybe Ranieri did. Although I'd be worried with how long it takes his message to be fully absorbed. As you say, it's not a lot of time and they've really not looked good. So I just think that there are some worse teams around them for the time being, Newcastle included, maybe Burnley even. But Burnley's got so many games in hand, right? That's the difference there. So many games in hand. But I agree with you. Look at Watford man for man. Talent-wise in the pitch, they look okay compared to to the teams below them. So yeah, I hope he gets the job done. It, what's interesting is he worked for the Pozzo family at Udinese for seventeen games uh, back in two thousand and what was that two thousand and three or something two thousand and one maybe. He managed Udinese in two thousand one. Yeah, seventeen oh, games. Wow, seventeen matches, and then got fired. But he says, you know, we always had a great relationship, and whenever I came to Watford with Fulham or with whoever. I was still treated really, really well. So he's under no false aspirations here. He, he's well aware what will happen to him, even this season, if it doesn't go to plan straight away. But yeah, he goes back a long way, a long way. I mean, he's been with 20, 25 clubs or something ridiculous, right? But I hope it works out because he did a great job at Palace. And do you think he? Do you think he was just sitting back, or was he lobbying for this job, or? You know, when you're at that level where you're consistently rehired all the time, are you on a list and people are just going, all right, Roy, Roy's number six, 
one to five said no. Let's talk to number six now. I like, think is so. that how it works? Because it I, the retreads. I mean, it happens a lot in all sports. I, I don't want to say this doesn't happen a lot, but it seems like it happens even more in uh, the Prem and the NHL. Would be the two that I always kind of think that the same names just keep getting used I over think, and over again. I think again. in the Prem, maybe B can talk to this, but I think in the Prem. When you're taking over a club that's in relegation trouble, you've got to really find someone that knows the league and has history, right? And there's only a few of those guys out there, right? Big Sam mm. obviously stands out as the one. Um, there's you know, other, other similar names, you know, Ian Dowies of the world, the Steve Bruce's of the world. These guys that have been around the, the football windmill many, many times and know the league so well that they know what they're getting into and how to get out of these these troubles. And that's probably the case of Roy. Roy was a retired, don't forget, right? He quit. He retired. He goes, enough. I'm 74 years old. It's time for a break, but I guess the fire still burns burns hot. Perhaps the relationship I, I completely forgot. And uh, could you guess who replaced him after at Udinese in 2001? Um, 2001. Uh, you know this? I, I'm See, very impressed if you know this. I used to follow a lot. I used to follow the Serie A really closely, and I loved doing lazy. Played it back three. 2001, this is Sports World days. Yeah, this exactly. Is long before. We did Serie A. We used to have Alf the Blasters would come on on Tuesdays and talk about the Serie A, I remember. That long ago? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Francesco Guidolin was one of our favorites when we had the Serie A. Francesco score Guidolin, when I was that's right. Um, I, I will he know went to Swansea. I mean, he went to Swansea, which was a shocker. But mm-hmm. he's up there in age as well, so I, I bet he's... Happy to just enjoy retirement. All right, B, tell me. Who, Can I give uh, you a hint? Yeah. I'll give you a, I'll give you a hint. There's a reason that Torontonians do, do, hate do, the Italian do, manager. Do, 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 this Italian do, manager. Do, do. Specifically, Toronto FC fans hate this Italian manager. Hmm, they should be like... The because this Italian manager did not take Sebastian Javinko at the height of his powers for TFC because he looked down upon... Major League Soccer and players who played abroad. Oh, so the Italian national team coach when well, Javinko so mentioned no who the hell was oh my god I can't think who the hell was it wasn't Mancini it was um wasn't Conte it was before Conte there's been there's a few of them there that that bit the bullet who, okay help me out here unexpected quiz in the middle of January <laughs> complete Javero Ventura Ventura okay was it really eh yeah. Hmm. Spalletti was after that. I didn't even know Spalletti was there. 2004. He's Italy. Who the hell knows, man? Yeah, Ventura. I mean, still despised by Italian football fans for his failure to get into the World Cup in 2018. To go to uh, Wonger's question, maybe let's try to give you a quick answer about the carousel, the coaching carousel in the Premier League, which is very interesting because every year you have a new crop of guys that are looking to break into that, right? And uh, they last for maybe two or three years. If Frank Lampard doesn't get a job, at a team that's in the championship looking to get promoted, or a Premier League team, he's going to have to go abroad, or very quickly he'll find himself not in the carousel anymore. Charms, would you agree? Yeah, and absolutely. And your job, sorry, sorry, B, so your job is to, as a coach in the PL, it's to obviously win, but if you lose, then get yourself in the carousel. Is that what you're telling me? Like, is I mean, that in the sense option? of the carousel, it's the same names that they kind of look at. No, like, no, there, I, I know. There's always some... Is- some foreign guys, but right. but uh, there's these guys that get in the hiring circle. Like Lampard, for example, has interviewed for this Everton job, and he was the second candidate to uh, Dean Smith at Norwich, and was looked in a lot of people's eyes like the progressive choice. And they went with with Dean Smith instead. I would say he's probably got another year of this if he doesn't land a, a high 
championship job or a, a Premier League job before he has to go abroad, or it's going to pass him by, like Tim Sherwood, like mm-hmm. Alan Kerbishley. These Sherwood's guys good, who, are, good shout there, yeah. who, who are on the cusp of that had a moment, might have had two or three jobs, and then they're completely out of it. And then you can also look on the high end, a guy like Andre Villas-Boas, who I would be stunned if he got a Premier League job again because he played his way out of the carousel because he was a failure. Lampard is another year bookie's favorite to take the Everton job. He emerged because God. of uh, what's, what's changed with Pereira. He, he pulled out. Oh, he did. Yeah. Would he still take it if they get? Oh, I, I, no, I think, I think Lampard's waiting for a Prem job. I'm not saying it's the right move for him, but he's waiting for a Premier League job. Yeah. You know, I still don't think Everton's going to get relegated. No, me neither. No, I think, like I said before, I think that's a pretty good gig for someone. I think they're getting healthy. They're getting, uh, they haven't been, they've been awful. Obviously, there's problems there, major problems, but they're not a relegation team, I don't think. No. But we've seen clubs, uh, they've been down before, right? It can happen. They've been down there before. Or have they? If, who? Everton? Everton? have not been yeah. relegated. They haven't, have not, They've not been relegated. Ever, I, ever, I, thought you, I thought you were referring to scares. No, they're in the Premier League era. They're the one. Have not been yeah, relegated. that's amazing, isn't it? Been there for a long time. That's what, um, that's what really separated Aston Villa from Everton. They were always the comparable. You know, I always had to tell people they're a big team. You know, like uh, like Everton, Newcastle. Uh, very quickly here uh, are spending money, but now they're not just buying players; they're buying clubs for thirty million euros. They've bought Guimaraes. Did you see wow. this? B? No, I didn't see that. That's news to me. You know who the star of Guimaraes is who Guimaraes. I'm, I'm encouraging your yeah. yeah it's yeah. you. Our, it's you because you pronounce it properly. Guimaraes. Yeah. Well, I'm back when the Sports World highlights, highlights, it was like, oh, Benfica and Guimaras. Yeah, here's, here's Guimaras. <laughs> uh, Ricardo Quaresma is there. Is he really? Like wow. Guimaraes, well, yeah. well, they haven't actually bought Guimaras. They bought the player Guimaras for 30 million. Bruno when I, when I first saw it, though, I thought, holy crap, they bought a club. Is it one of these Red Bull things? That's what oh, I first God. thought when I saw it. But only 30 million? Seems odd. Turns out it's Bruno Guimaras. God, that's so funny, man. Crazy. No, Bruno Guimaraes. Yeah, they've been rumored. Uh, they've been chasing him and the guy from Sevilla, who Diego, uh, Diego. I had read as I had read as Diego Costa when I first. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. thirty million for Diego Costa, Diego Carlos from Sevilla. Yeah, Carlos, that's the one. <laughs> um, boys, we should. I have to go. Actually, you guys can keep talking if you want. No, let's go. But uh, before I wanted to ask one last question, the NFL had some great games on the weekend, and everyone said if you had to watch one of these games and to someone new watching this, this would be the great, a great weekend. Name it, name a, a weekend or a game that people should watch on highlights from YouTube to then say, Hey, this is what real footy should be. You mean a past game, a past game. Yeah. Oh, like a, like a game a, that you love. Oh, well, I, would, I would say um, February, sorry, January the 26th or whatever it is today. And the African Cup of nations, the two nil nils. <laughs> that's an investment. B's got one you. though. B's got one. No, there was. There's, quick, I, I got to go real quick. So hurry up. There's been th- some thrillers. Do you remember uh, Czech Teote, that Arsenal Newcastle game from like the great 10, goal years ago? He scored. The, it was like I think Arsenal was up four one, and Czech Teote scored this wild goal to make it four four at the end. Mm-hmm. There, I would I would pick a thriller like that. There, there's some high scoring games that have just been. What is happening? It's quite, yeah. quite a few of those. Ones. Maybe the um, the Tory Andre flow hat trick for Chelsea against it may have been against Arsenal as well actually back in what year was that early 2000s late 90s no just look it up Tori Andre Flo it's an incredible hat trick late in the 
like dying seconds. It was just superb. 99 Champions League final, United by Munich. Obviously, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's heroics. 2005 Champions League final. Yeah, AC Milan went to penalties. Um, Just great comebacks make for great drama, right? Any fellas, I have to go now. All right. Um, but but thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. Craig's back with us next time, I'm sure. Um, JC, that was a brilliant opener. You got a brilliant close as well? Yes. Oh, look at this okay, guy. We'll wait for it. But Grant Wall on News and Such on Friday. Right. Dropping Friday. All right. Thanks, everyone. Cheers for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 